Hello friends and fellow gamers, Woody here for another episode of Rolling for Change. You know, it's amazing how big our little hobby has become in the midst of all this social distancing. Uh, families at home playing games, people going online to play virtual games. Gaming is suddenly in vogue. Of course, video games are making a bigger splash perhaps, but there are still families who are looking for ways to connect and do things together in the midst of not being able to go out and do the things we normally do. Bowling alleys are closed, of course, and movie theaters are probably closed. I, I, it's been so long since I've been out, I have no idea what's open and what's closed. But I do have a conversation here with a gentleman named Mesflu, who created a game to play during your social distancing and isolation. We get to talk to him about his print-and-play game and the impact that this game has had, or also the impact of this virus that we are experiencing right now on our gaming hobby. So lots of good things to talk about, and I think you'll really enjoy our discussion. Um, I'm just going to set it right up here for you. This is Mess Flu, along with myself and Josue Cardona. <laughs> Welcome to Rolling for Change, a podcast about the transformational nature of gaming. My name is Woody Harris, and I am joined by my ever-loving co-host, Josue Cardona. Hello. And we also have special guests today, Mes Flu from Denmark, who's going to talk to us about a game he made called Vaccine. Welcome, Hi. Mes. Hi. Can you, can you so please pronounce your us. name for us correctly? Oh, yeah, yeah, I can do at that. At least once. So, <laughs> my name is Mes Flu. Yeah. Thank you. I'll I'll try to keep it as straight as I can. Um, <laughs> so at, at this time, of course, while we're recording here, we're in the midst of uh, social isolation in order to kind of flatten the curve of people getting the COVID nineteen virus. And I thought maybe it'd be a good idea for us to first talk about. You know, what are you guys doing to, to pass the time right now? Here we are locked down and kind of stuck in our homes. What's uh, What's been your go-to solution for complete boredom? <laughs> I think it's good context to, to, to talk about where we are because I think that affects maybe what you can or can't do in a, in a way. Um, I'm, in, I'm in Chicago right now, and... I've been like I've uh, the first couple weeks I was going to doctor's appointments and things like that, but then I've completely I don't even I haven't even gone for a walk in two weeks. So thankfully my my internet is good. Uh, I've got a couple new video games. Final Fantasy VII remake just came out. Uh, I'm I'm planning on spending a lot of time with that. Been playing Animal Crossing, and today in the mail I just got my first Gundam plastic model kits which I plan to start building in the next couple days, weeks, maybe. I bought, yeah, cool. I bought, I bought four just to get started. <laughs> Is that like nice. a robot thingy? Yeah, yeah. There's an anime called Mobile Suit Gundam that I've, that I've been a huge uh, fan of. And there's these plastic model kits uh, that have been around for 40 years, just as long as the, uh, as the anime. There's a huge community 
um, of that. And I was thinking recently of getting, of like buying more Lego. Uh, I wanted to get back into it, but then something, I don't know what it was. I was like, you know, I've, I've done Lego in the past. I want to do something new. And there's this, there's a lot of like, there's simple ways to make these model kits and, and difficult ways. I haven't made a model kit since I was, man, since I was like 10 years old, probably. And it was a plane or a car. And these are just huge robots with articulations and that are posable. And whew, I'm, I'm very excited. <laughs> but I don't know if I would have done that now if it weren't because of the situation we're in. Yeah. 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 That's what Excellent. I'm up to. <laughs> That's awesome. How about you, Mess? Well, I, I was just reminded. I I used to have a, a. I started making a model of a. I think it was a Volkswagen, like the bubble car. Yeah. When I was, yeah. Uh, I don't know, fourteen years old, maybe. So I was just reminded of that, uh, and I actually enjoyed that, but I didn't finish it because I don't know. I was a kid. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I might uh, start looking into that again. Um, to pass time and other than that um yeah at home at home at home at home and i try to um make some games uh that's a little bit hard when your family is around all the time and you don't really have quiet and peace of mind and all that uh but you know we try to keep ourselves occupied um what do we do we we play games of course but my son is only just four years old Okay. So yeah, this, we don't have that many games. We've been kind of waiting a little bit because we want to play with him when we play a game. We don't want to just, you know, uh, play with the pieces. Uh, then <laughs> there's so so many other great toys that you can play with to play, you know, than to open a game and just play with the pieces. So yeah. So you don't really get a chance to play as many games right now as you might like to then? Oh, not at all, not at all. I, I was just, uh, I don't really solo play games, but I, uh, I, I've i made a game that's coming out from White Goblin Games uh, this year. Uh, it was mm -hmm. supposed to release at Essen, but who knows if there's going to be an Essen. Um, oh, and wow. uh, that has a solo mode that one of my friends made. Um, and I don't usually play solo games, but then, you know, I was really eager to try this. So I played that, uh, last night and again mm -hmm. today. Um, and that was actually very fun. So, and I'm very thankful. It's, uh, my friend, uh, call, uh, call Kea is his name. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So he made that and, uh, that was great. That was awesome. Yeah really challenging and I only just beat it by one point at the end so uh, oh and the game is like a roll and write game but it's more like a flip and write game because you use cards um, okay and it's a legacy game also at the same time oh so I had to play the full legacy through uh, and last night my family wasn't home so I had the opportunity to start playing it and I didn't finish it but I finished it uh, today huh. yeah. excellent flip and write legacy I'm loving that <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be awesome. Awesome. And so you are in you're in Denmark right now, and yes, uh, you are pretty much able to go outside, but you pretty much just stayed in. Yeah, I mean, everybody's told to keep distance, and you know, if you go to the supermarket, only send one person at a time, and all that. Uh, so yeah, we're just we're staying in. Yeah. Okay. 
Brett, you, what? what are you doing? What's that? What are you doing? Oh, what am I doing? Well, I'm I'm a little bit on the same boat as you are because I'm I've been playing Animal Crossing like at least an hour to two hours a day. I mean that's my that's my part time job right now is catching fish and making money in Animal Crossing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, other than that, we went and bought puzzles. Uh, I I bought a couple of puzzles yesterday. I went to I called up and and their website wasn't working, so I had to ask them if they have these particular puzzles. They had plenty of puzzles, but their website doesn't show any of them, so it made it seem like you couldn't go get them. But I drove up to the store; they brought them out to the car. <laughs> I yeah. wasn't allowed to go in and go shopping, yeah, uh, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, and I brought a couple of puzzles home, and we started working on a puzzle last night. Um, other than that, playing games on Yukata, playing games on. Uh, board game arena and tabletopia so i've been getting some board game time in and i think we're going to try to get some board game time in just my wife and i tonight maybe my wife and my son and i hmm. uh, of course you guys may know my son not necessarily a huge board game fan but he'll come down and play with us if he feels like it's it's the right time uh so we'll probably we'll probably get into something this this evening but uh games have been uh pretty big for us oh and i did start uh uh kingdom hearts Oh, like the like the first game? Uh it's the remix one point five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a great little sale that was going on for PlayStation mm-hmm. regular. The whole bundle was ninety six dollars and they sold it for like twenty nine. Wow. Yeah. I said, Okay, you got my money. <laughs> yeah. That's the one industry making money right now. Yeah. Video games. Yeah, I, I just bought uh GTA five. I mean, I don't really play any games, but one of the games that I've played a lot is, uh, what's it called? It's not called Oblivion. It's called, what is it? Oh, uh, Skyrim. Skyrim. Skyrim, of course. Yeah. Skyrim. Skyrim, yeah. So I've played lots and lots and lots of Skyrim, and I've grown tired of it. So GTA Five is like Skyrim, but you're just a gangster in <laughs> a big city. It is. I don't really is. like playing games like that, but, you know, it's just a... It's just fun that you have the whole world that you can explore and do whatever you want. I like those yeah. those games. Yeah, yeah, that's a that 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 game will it'll take a while to finish even just the the story and then and then if you can go online then it'll last forever. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't even try online version yeah. yet. So yeah, yeah, I didn't even know there was an online version, but I haven't uh, I haven't looked at it in a while. I I remember. I went to a client's house and and uh, I couldn't get him to stop playing, so we did the therapy session while he was playing <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. Wow! Uh, Fun fact: was... there is a therapist in that story. There's like a family therapist that plays kind of an important role throughout the whole game. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And when you finish the game, you kind of get a uh, a personality assessment based on on your actions, and <sighs> it comes out as a report from the the therapist, I believe. Cool. Yeah. That's yeah. excellent. Yeah. I was wondering about that because there's opportunities in the game to help people. Mm-hmm. Normally, yeah. you're, you're robbing banks and stuff like that, right? <laughs> right. Yep. Stealing cars, yeah. but there are some opportunities to just bring people's wallet back that's just been stolen by some guy. Then you can chase that guy and give the wallet back, or you can choose to just keep the money for yourself. Yeah. So I was wondering yeah. when when there's going to be some kind of a I don't know report or something that says, okay, you. You're actually a good guy, or maybe you're you're a bad guy. 
you're never a good guy in uh, GTA, yeah, but, no, but, no. <laughs> but the report is fun at the end. It's yeah, not yeah. very scientific, it's, it's, but it's, it is fun. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was going to say, I like the idea that the game is judging me while I play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Animal Crossing is doing that on a regular basis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My feng shui is not up to par. <laughs> Your island has one star. Your your house is being raided constantly. Exactly. Your series of raiding and it's yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> Have you played this game or do you know about this game, Mess? No, it's a kind of a puzzle game. Is that right? Not so um, much. No. Animal Crossing no. is more like The Sims, like a uh, like yeah. a real life simulator, but in a very cartoon uh, world full of yeah, anthropomorphic okay. animals and and you who are not. But it's on Nintendo Switch, is yeah. that right? Yeah. 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 I don't yeah. have that. So <laughs> Yeah. It's it's strangely addictive for being such a simple little game. I've heard about it, so I, I'm thinking it must be very good because you know, I hear nothing about digital games normally. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, this is one of those games where I mean you just said it was simple and I used to say the same thing. And the more I think about it, I'm like, oh no, this game is in, is incredibly complex with systems upon systems upon systems constantly working and but it feels simple on on the surface like at, at first glance but the more you think about it it's like wait a minute there are multiple economies there's like all these systems that are going on there's a, there's a weather system a time system there's <laughs> there's a lot going yeah, on there that's true that's true yeah, yeah. and uh you just recently did a podcast on uh, animal crossing for uh, the geek therapy radio mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yeah. I want to encourage everybody to go listen to that. <laughs> yeah, because the community has been um, really appreciating the game. And we actually named the episode after someone who, um, uh, his mom passed away about a month ago, about a month before we recorded. And he said that she loved pears. And when you start that game, you get a letter from your mother with a fruit inside. And it just, and, and you know, it says like, hi, you know, this is from mom. And his mom had, had died and she loved pears and he actually got a pear in the mail and to him oh, wow. it was so symbolic you know it was very meaningful so he he planted one of the pears outside his home and so he wrote this this post on on our discord saying that uh, it's a reminder uh, of his mother every day like this beautiful reminder every time he boots up the game you open the door of your house and you walk outside and the first thing you see is this pear tree um so he he kind of did it in in memory of his mother and he was just talking and you know and, and a lot of people have been talking about how therapeutic and how medicinal <laughs> this game has been right now when things are you know it's a bright colorful happy game where animals sing and <laughs> you know and yeah. and you can plant trees and and it's 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 been great i would love to play that game <laughs> you, should, you should check it out i highly recommend it <laughs> yes, where, where, I, I where can it. i play it if i don't have an nintendo switch is, is it the, available on anything else yeah there's there's the newest version is on switch but there's a version of it for mobile phones also oh okay yeah, yeah pocket it, camp yeah it's much simpler. Uh, like that one is simpler in terms of its systems but yeah. there is that is one version there's also um if you have any older digital, <laughs> it's all Nintendo. So if you have any older Nintendo system, there's a version for it on all of them. But the yeah, newest GameCube, one. GameCube, Wii. Yeah. Uh, 3DS, GBA. 3DS and yeah. uh, Wii U. Yeah. Yep. They've all had a version of yeah. <laughs> Animal Crossing. Yeah. But the, the mobile version is good too. 
right, yeah. I'll check that out. Yeah. It's Thanks. a it's a great game to come out in the midst of a social isolation si- situation because, you know, as if there were those situations coming up on a regular basis. But it's because, you know, the game itself is based on being social. Like, <laughs> everything about the game is meet your neighbors, talk to your neighbors, invite people to your island. Uh, and you can visit other people's islands in the game, too, which has been a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that is what we're talking about today is is what we're doing during this pandemic crisis and uh, particularly, you know, how games have made an impact on people when crisis has happened. I recently learned that uh, Candyland was created for polio, uh, for kids with polio, um, mm. as a means of passing the time. Wow. Yeah. And I thought that was fascinating. I was wondering how many times or how many places in our history things like that have happened. Uh, the other piece that I had, I had read about a little while ago, and then I just recently watched a, uh, a TED Talk with Jane McGonigal, where she talked about it there also, is the idea that uh, Herodotus um, in uh, ancient Greece, um, basically they were in the midst of a famine, and the the decision was made that they would eat one day and play games the next day and then eat one day and play games the next day and according to the legend they did this for 18 years to pass the time and make themselves able to handle the fact that they didn't have enough food wow so i thought these were two fantastic examples of how people are or have created games to kind of respond to a global crisis or a, a you know, a crisis in your neighborhood, something that's really impacting your environment. And uh, then as I'm thinking about that, I run across this game called Vaccine. Uh, I was just reading Facebook, and I just, uh, uh, mess you had uh, posted about it in uh, someone's chat, and I just was immediately drawn to it because I'm like, okay, here's someone else who is making a game at the time of dealing with a crisis. And, and uh I was pretty excited to talk to you about where the game came from, how you came to think about making this game, and mm-hmm. and what kind of impact you've seen. Yeah, so um, so when all this started, um, you know, I'm always thinking game design. So when all this started, uh, of course, what's happening around me affects how I'm thinking about game design. And uh, at first, I had some ideas about how to make it big, complex games about. Uh, worker placement where the workers can't stand next to each other because they will infect each other and uh, big economies and crashes and all that. Uh, And then I I was uh, researching something about vaccines. I was just reading a little bit about it. And then I realized quickly that I actually had a game already made, um, which if it was about vaccines, it would just make perfect sense. So in that game, you were... um, you're working at a flower shop and you're trying to make a bouquet uh, for this old couple where the man, he's coming in, they, it's their anniversary and he's got dementia. So he doesn't remember what, uh, what, what, uh, what the, um, the favorite flowers of the woman uh, is. And she's old, she's stubborn. So she thinks uh, if he still loves me, then, you know, he will remember. Um, and then we're, we're working in the shop and we have to put a, bouquet together by uh, 
kind of looking into that old man's memory uh, to try to see what flowers we should definitely not put into the bouquet because he can tell us what they are definitely not uh, the, the favorite flowers um, but he can't tell us directly okay it's those flowers you should put those into the bouquet so then i realized that um you know when you're making a vaccine for a virus you kind of work in the same way you can't ask the virus uh, what's your weakness you know you can't just uh <laughs> Do that yeah. so you have to test and you have to try different things um until you come up with something that that works and um so i had to treat a little bit uh gameplay wise but it wasn't much uh the big thing was actually to to re-theme re-scan the game if you can say it like that um to make the new artwork i'm putting those in quotes um because i made it <laughs> myself because there wasn't really any uh any other choice uh so so while this uh lockdown thing happened uh in the beginning i was still i had some energy that i definitely don't have now so i was just rushing to get it done because i realized also that if uh if i can give this game away for free as as a print and play game then uh, there would be some benefits that would uh, be great to to counter this uh, crisis that we're having now and one of them is that of course uh, you get to keep uh, people indoors if they're printing and they're uh, building this game and then they're playing it then we we have them sitting down at a table for some time that they're not spending outside doing other stuff and also that's good for um you know communication and you know just uh, having something to do so you don't go crazy and mad when you're at home with the same people all the time and then, uh, of course, also, uh, if if the game was actually uh, a little bit educational about vaccines, then uh, it would also have the effect because at some point we probably all have to get a vaccine against this virus that's happening right now. And uh, if you educate people a little bit about how they work and uh, what's actually in them, you know, that they're not maybe that scared of them because everybody is, you know, the biggest fear you have is the fear of the unknown. So if we can show people that, okay, vaccines actually have these things in them, like uh, aluminum, might it might have aluminum in it. And what does that mean? Well, it's the, what I learned, I didn't even realize this, but it was, uh, it's actually the third most uh, common um, element. So it's everywhere, you know, it's in baby formula. Um, so putting in a, in a vaccine is not dangerous. It's just something that you do to activate the immune system. Um, so it responds more uh, effectively uh, to, um, to what's probably uh, an inactivated or uh, I think you call it attenuated uh, version of the virus, which, which is a virus that you, um, you kind of uh, disable it. So it's not uh, as potent. It, it doesn't, uh, copy itself uh, so rapidly in the body so and i knew nothing about this before i started uh, so um so then i, I read about, about it and, and then i uh, i had a friend i have a friend uh, and she's uh, she studied vaccines actually so <laughs> was pretty lucky uh, uh she she agreed to to put in the rules at the end of the game uh, a section where you can actually read about okay so this thing that looks like this in the game is actually like this in real life. So that's, that might be the aluminum that I was just talking about that you can mm -hmm. have in the vaccine. And uh, yeah, so 
Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was just talking now for 10 minutes. So <laughs> no, that, that's fine. Um, uh, wanted you to talk for 10 minutes. Um, that it, I, when I was looking over the game and I saw all that extra information, all that educational information, I thought, what a great way to, to almost like Trojan horse, some information <laughs> into a family so that they learn about vaccination in case they don't know about it. Yeah. Uh, seems like sometimes we can use games to, to provide some really important information to people. And, and I think that's what you've done here. Well, the game is definitely like what I would say a fun first game. So it's not an mm-hmm. educational game as such because you really decide how much education you want to put into it. So let's say you're a parent and you want to play it with your kids and that's fine. You can play it without mentioning vaccines at all. You can say the blue stuff or the green stuff and you know that that's totally playable like that. Uh, but of course, maybe you want to say, um, you know, that's that's the vaccine stuff and that's the other vaccine stuff. You know, I, I can't even remember all the words myself. So, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so you, you can you can definitely uh, teach people how vaccines can be made and what they, you know, what, what can be in them and, and why they work the way they work. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think the the best way to use any media in an educational sense is to spark interest. Uh-huh. So the the game by using the terminology and then being in in the world in the state that it is, it having the information also there if you want it, right? Like if you already if you sparked curiosity and people want to see it, then they don't have to go very far to to learn more. And yeah. and that I really appreciate. That I really like. Yeah, and uh, what's the name of the game? Uh, there's a uh, uh, Concordia. I don't know if you know that mm-hmm. game, uh, but uh, that too has uh, like a single separate page about uh, history of how everything went down. If you really want to know how everything of that period where the game is taking place, how it actually went, then you can read about it there. Um, so I, I think I was thinking about that when when I when I decided to okay so we need to have this information in the game but we don't need to put it in the rules so it doesn't say in the rules that uh, what looks like uh, this is an attenuated version of a virus or anything like that or um, I, yeah so it just kind of separated it out so you can you can you can definitely choose how much education you want to put into it and then having said that there will always be some level of education that comes into it and about vaccines as well. So I, I think it would be impossible to play it without thinking vaccines at all. And that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's in the name of the game, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And then it, once you read the information, if you wanted to know more and then you come back and play the game again, that reinforces the learning. I mean, it's, it's, I'm a big yeah. fan. I'm a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it could easily be abstract, but then you can add that little layer onto it so that people can pay attention and learn more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of people are against vaccines, right? Like that's that's something that uh is is a serious problem that uh the healthcare industry has to deal with in the world. Um and and then there's that right, that's like the the rejection of them. But they're like you said, like we're afraid of things that we don't understand and uh-huh. 
a lot of us, like, I don't know, I've had the flu vaccine a million times and I have a very basic I- idea of how it works, but I don't really know how it works, you know? <laughs> yeah. The more I hear the news, the more I hear people talk about it, I'm like, oh, oh, I, I, nope, nope, I had no idea. <laughs> I did not know anything before. <laughs> uh, and that's the same for me. I didn't know other than, okay, it's supposed to protect me from something when I get it. And that's yeah. that's all I knew, so... But yeah. but now I know that okay so you you can you can take some parts of the vaccine or a virus for example so you take a part of the virus you, you kind of break it down first of all you have to cultivate it so you, you need to grow it in a lab right so you need to take the virus and find out okay it really spreads easily in this kind of tissue which could be some kind of lung tissue from a bat or something and and then you have to grow it grow it grow it so you have a lot of it because you need to have it to either break it down or to kill it completely or to mutate it somehow uh, so that it's uh, less potent to reproduce itself and then you can mix it to with, with like other stuff to kind of you know uh, reactivate your uh, immune system so it, it makes the correct response to it right so uh, in your body your immune system is like um, these cells that if you get something into your body that's not supposed to be there then they will uh, attack it or uh, you know, yeah, they, they're supposed to attack it, let's say that. But they will only attack something that they know. So when they see something they haven't seen before, they're just thinking, okay, this is just a normal part of the body. I'm just going to leave it alone. Uh, and the reason it works like that is because if it didn't work like that, then those uh, that immune system cell thingy would just attack everything. You know, it would just go nuts and kill everything. So you would just die. Um mm-hmm. So, uh, and that's, there's some people who have something called autoimmune uh, disease, and that's kind of how mm-hmm. that works. So it's your immune system just going bananas and attacking itself and other healthy stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So when, when you get some, something like a coronavirus into your body, then uh, your body is supposed to react to it, but it doesn't. Uh, and it's only after you've been sick from it uh, and that your immune system is fighting it uh, after it has... Uh, reproduce itself in a massive way throughout the body then the body responds and oh now something is wrong and then starts fighting it and then what happens is because it's it it gets into the lungs and uh, then um, then your uh, immune system will will start to fight the tissue in the lungs and that can make the lung tissue just um, go bad or i don't know how to say it but um it it does that so that you you can't breathe properly because all the cells that are supposed to take in the oxygen in in your lungs and put it in your bloodstream they're just uh, uh, yeah filled with with the with those uh, immune system cells that's just attacking the virus um, and and that can cause you to to die from that yeah yeah uh, yeah so yeah it's uh, <laughs> It's, it's a, a lot of uh, new information yeah. for me, and I probably got some of that wrong. But but the gist of it is just that your immune system is supposed to react to it, and it doesn't. And if you get a vaccine first, then um, that vaccine is supposed to teach your body what the virus looks like. So if you get the virus, then it can just instantly react to it and say, "Bad guy, go out," you know. Yeah. So so that's what we're we're trying to do also in the game. We're just trying to find that vaccine that's the best vaccine to 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 fight the virus in that way 
Yeah, because yeah. yeah, that, that's the in real life. The problem is that it's it's complicated. It's difficult to create a vaccine that works, that yeah. doesn't cause the body to react too much or ignore it or cause other complications. And yeah. that's why I mean, you know, we're recording this in, in April 2020 and people are saying that it might take a year, but people are testing mm-hmm. I didn't know there were protein-based and RNA-based uh, vaccines. Like, there's, you know, there's so many things. It's complicated. It's very difficult. So anything that can help us, you know, learn a little bit about it and understand it and get more comfortable even talking about it is, oh. is oh, so good. <laughs> very needed. And if yeah, it's fun, it's, it's even you. better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it's forced you, Mess, to, to actually learn more and give it to other people. So that's... Uh... You know, that's, that's helpful in and of itself because you're just spreading information. Well, yeah. What's, what's the response been like? Have people contacted you, talked about playing it? Do you, do you have an idea of how it's, I mean, this is the most global play test you could possibly have. Yeah. Well, so luckily the game was already tested and I knew from play tests that it was a good game already because I was, it was, it was a game I think I've started working on, on the earliest version of it. And I'm I'm gonna say years ago, and that's probably right, but it's not something that I've been working for, on for for years. It's just something that I worked on and I put it away. And then uh, last year I took it took it out again, and um, I worked on it, and it sort of clicked. And then I knew, okay, now the game is is ready. And uh, I actually pitched it to a couple of publishers in Essen uh, last year, um, and and some of them actually have the prototype right now, and which reminds me, I have to contact them now and say, okay, I've actually given this game away for free, so <laughs> <laughs> please don't, uh, yeah, spend too much energy into playtesting it. But uh, well, potentially, they they could still uh, make it and sell it. So, uh, but anyways, um, the version that that they have is it the bouquet version or the vaccine version? So that's definitely the bouquet version. They don't oh, have okay, the vaccine yeah. version, yeah. Got no, it, got so it. I, I, just came up with that when yeah that was four weeks ago. Okay, yeah, so, okay, yeah. got it. Uh, what was the question again? I'm sorry. well, just uh, how people are responding to it. Oh, you know, yeah, you, responding. You made it available on Board Game Geek, and you posted about it in uh, in uh, some chat areas uh, over on Facebook, and just yeah. is it making an impact on people? Well, impact is a strong word. I don't know if I would use that. But, uh, How do you measure that, Woody? Come on. That's, that's sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, are no, people yeah. responding to it is really the question, I guess. Yeah. So um, I actually shared it on Reddit, which is something I don't really use. Uh, and I did that after I, I just shared it on Facebook, a couple of places that I know to you know, share it. And then I, I shared it also there on um, um on Reddit, and uh, that was before all the other big companies. There, everybody's doing a free print and play now, uh, yeah. which is I'm loving it. All, all of it. It's so cool that everybody's doing that. Um, but that was before all the big guys were doing it, and the only response I got was from two guys who were competing with each other to tell me how self-centered or something I was because it was definitely something I was doing to promote myself or something like that. Um, I was just trying okay. to explain, no, that's not what I'm doing. But And so then I took it off, but then I actually regretted afterwards that I took it off. I was thinking I should have just left it there, but um, yeah, that was kind of sad. But then, you know, yeah. a week later, uh, some other person listed a whole long list of games that uh, publishers were giving away for free 
and they included my game there as well. And uh, then I went there to just say thank you. And uh, I was grateful that they included it there. And then nobody seemed to care anymore. <laughs> you know, it wasn't <laughs> about me. I think people were getting it. Uh, and then I was also contacted by uh, like the, the national radio we have here. So they have different channels, but it, it wasn't the, like their main channel. And I had to go on live, and that was a week ago, and oh, that wow. was just uh, really, uh, I was really anxious, <laughs> let's just say that. <laughs> uh, I haven't done anything like that before. I'm not very good at uh, like promoting stuff, and I wasn't ready for the questions they had and, and all that, but, um, but it went well, I think. It went all right. <laughs> uh, and they were also, of course, uh, thinking it was good to have a game that people could stay indoors and play now and, and all that yeah yeah uh, and other than that it's on it's on board game geek now and you can mm -hmm. you can go in there and you can find the files and all that uh and then uh because for, for me from the beginning i was thinking about this for a sort of a more like a community project you know it's not it's not my game anymore i've now i've given it away and people can do with it whatever they want and and uh i've uh been contacted by a few people who wants to uh, translate the game so it's already been translated into italian uh, which i'm saying the game but it's actually only the rules because there's no language in the game okay and it's going to be translated into spanish and maybe russian as well and i think it was one more yeah and i can translate it into danish when i actually feel like i <laughs> uh, have the time to do that as well so yeah yeah that was actually going to be my next question right it's, it's a it's a worldwide crisis and i was curious if anybody had offered to translate it yet that's great yeah that's very cool and if anybody who's a real illustrator not just me with my <laughs> you know spartan skills if, if they want to reskin it make it even prettier then they should just go for it awesome. definitely Oh, yeah, I saw a... you asking for that and thought, okay, maybe this would eventually come to be a boxed game that you could pick up at a at a game store once it got souped up. But as just a print and play, it, it's a great idea to share with everybody. Huh? Um, I hate, I hate to be this guy, right? But uh, like I I just moved. I don't have a printer. It's been stressing me out for the last uh -huh. couple of days. <laughs> Has, um, I I wonder even like a. Has anybody mentioned like a digital version of it just that plays online? Yeah, it's great you're asking. Uh, so I have a friend who's also a game designer and he wanted to make a video to show all of us in Denmark, all the designers who have a big community. So he wanted to make a video to show everybody how to use Tabletop Simulator. Mm -hmm. And so he asked me if he could use my game, the vaccine game, uh, as an example. So he did that. And of course, because he did that, then he actually made the game available in uh, Tabletop Simulator. So oh. I think oh. I think it's 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 available in there now because I haven't used Tabletop Simulator yet myself. Uh, I'm going to start using it, and, and I'm using uh, his name is uh, Peter Müller. Uh, I'm gonna use his video as a, a tool to to get myself started on that. Yeah. Uh, and he just asked me some questions uh, if you know everything was all right with it. So maybe he's waiting for me to go in and check. Uh, the last things before it's finally like published or whatever you call it in there. But uh, other than that, I think you can find it or, or maybe definitely maybe when this airs, I don't know. When is, is it yeah. a week from now or 
when are you airing? Between a week and, and two weeks. We'll try to get it out as quickly as we can. Yeah, yeah. So, so so by that time, you should definitely be able to find it uh, oh, on ta- table, table, Tabletop Chess Simulator. So you can play it there. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Yes. So Hostway without his <laughs> printer can actually still play. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Matt, on this show, I'm, I'm always the uh, the the one who's who's like digital first and like we're mostly a board game <laughs> show but i i end up talking more about video games than anything else <laughs> that's good yeah yeah i had i had a digital flavor to the conversation yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm, so i'm analog your digital is that <laughs> yeah basically yep <laughs> well you have brought my attention to a lot of digital stuff that uh, has made me very happy so yeah, yeah. I appreciate that side of things. <laughs> and and again, I'm excited that it's on Tabletop Simulator. That's fantastic. That um yeah. that, that can yeah. reach like a whole other group of people. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Especially people who can't go out and get printer ink right now, which would be my that's the shape I'm in. I have a printer, but I don't I only have black ink. <laughs> so but don't you have like print uh, I don't know what you call it, like online print stuff so you can order a print from Oh like yeah, a, yeah, that can be done. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even think about doing that. <laughs> but then maybe you don't have to. I'm car- new to the world of print or... and play, so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, my situation right now is that I I just moved and I I bought a whole bunch of stuff uh, that I need to return, but I can't go to the stores to return, so I need to mail it. But I don't have a, I can't print the mailing uh, labels. So I'm looking at the same idea. I'm like, I'm gonna have to like send the files to somebody to have them printed. And then mail to me the mailing labels <laughs> so I can make the boxes and then like ask the post office to come pick it up. Oh, this coronavirus is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my niece, who's I don't know, she's seven years old. She was my sister was telling me yesterday that she's constantly saying, the coronavirus is ruining my life. <laughs> it's funny to hear a kid uh, a kid's perspective on it, right? Like exactly. they don't they don't get the 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 real ramifications of it, um, thankfully in a way, but uh, oh, everybody's feeling it, one or another. Well, I've been hesitant to play Pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, just because oh, it almost yeah. seems like that's just too real world for me right now. But for some reason, vaccine seems like something I could play. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah, really know the word pandemic until I saw the game, and now I've got a real one going on in my life. Oh, that's such a good point. That's such a good point. Like, how often do you use the word pandemic in, in, in daily vernacular? Probably not much, unless you play board games. Exactly. You know. <laughs> Somebody actually made a, a scenario, I guess you call it. Yeah. Uh-huh. For COVID-19. Yeah, I uh, can imagine. To, to play in pandemic. Uh, so. And now that I think of it, before I uh, decided on releasing the game, I actually did kind of a little uh, test so in a local group, I put in uh, like a, a mock-up of what the game could have been named. So I was thinking my game should be called Vaccine or it should be called, uh, did I actually, I, th- I think it was COVID-19 or something like that. COVID-19, uh, mm-hmm. find the be- best vaccine or something like that. <laughs> and and people didn't like that, but uh, calling it Vaccine, it's no problem. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it gets too close when you call it by you know the actual name. But I know that there's a lot of people playing Pandemic right now. Just you know, it feels 
for them just like a way to cope with uh with everything that's going on so they can't yeah. fix the world right but they can fix the right. world in, in the game right so and that's kind of what i was trying to do also with, with this game and by releasing it for free right now so you can you know feel like that you're helping somehow you're you're doing something actively you know yeah 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 even though it's fictional but but you're out helping you know you're sitting at mm -hmm. home you're not going out you're learning about the vaccines and you know so that's good yeah I mean, yeah, I definitely think vaccine is is a. I, I like that name better too. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, I don't, I'm not uh, the best at naming things, but something something that I've been thinking about lately is the fact that it's called COVID nineteen because it started in 2019, and yeah. it's oh. it's scary that uh, there we go. We're learning something else on this podcast. Uh, yeah. Uh, but it, it's scary because that means that there could be a COVID 23 or a COVID 31, right? Like there there will be other um coronaviruses and other things that hopefully won't reach the level of pandemic but about every 10 years right for the past uh, few decades there has been something some threat swine flu bird flu things like that and so the, the by calling it vaccine right it's it's hopefully it'll it'll be able to resonate no matter what the the situation yeah exactly so yeah, yeah. maybe people are playing this in 10 years because there's something else. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. not because of that, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a tool it's that we have now that we can we can redeploy uh, later on. Even, <laughs> even if it's just a cope, right? Even if it's just to, to process, you know, the yeah, experience. Exactly. Yeah. But that's, that's the idea. That's yeah. the idea. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, much I better. Think, name. Uh, <laughs> ambiguous name like vaccine. Yeah, that, that just plugs into so many possibilities as opposed to just COVID-19. So I think that was a good choice. Yeah. But also COVID-19, I, I really thought it was just the 19th version of the coronavirus, but I guess I'm wrong about that. Yeah, it's because uh, of the year. Yeah. That's uh, that's interesting to know. Um, the, the, the thing, you know, you mentioned this, and I've been kind of aware of this going on within myself and possibly going on with other people, is that there's almost like a spectrum of how close I'm willing to get to something that relates to the virus versus getting far away from it. And most of the time I feel like I'm, the spectrum I'm on, I don't like to, like I don't engage myself in stuff that's post-apocalyptic or things of that nature right now because it's more like it's getting too close to home. So I pull back and I try to get into fantasy. This seems to straddle that line right in the right place sure. so that I can, I can say, yes, I'm coping with it, but I'm not really addressing it, you know? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow's episode, I, uh, or the episode that's going to publish the day after a recording of uh, GT Radio, is is exactly that. Because I, I I see people saying, "Oh, I'm watching Contagion. I'm playing Pandemic. I'm playing Plague Inc." And I'm like, "Nope, I'm playing Animal Crossing. I can't. Yep. I can't get closer <laughs> than that." <laughs> and in in Animal Crossing, there's a stock market spelled. S T A L K because it's it's turnips and and vegetables. Um, it's it's a very punny game, and mm. the the stock market was stressing me out because it was <laughs> because the real stock market is is not doing well, <laughs> and uh, even it, it came a little too close. So, but it's very interesting how people process things differently, and and yeah, I'm, that was that that's been on my mind a lot. <laughs> and I've well, never... I was wondering yeah. if go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I was just going to say, uh, 
that game you mentioned what was it called uh plague ink yeah yeah, yeah. Plague Inc., so that's yeah. that's also a board game but the digital version i actually downloaded and played that mm. and they also have a COVID 19 scenario and yes. i didn't and i didn't play that i played the other one that was about uh releasing a board game so they have some like special scenarios which you can play <laughs> so i played the one where i made a game <laughs> that i have to sell worldwide stuff. Yeah. So. Well, it, it's interesting that game plague inc it um i haven't I, I i have it on my phone but i haven't brought myself to play it yet either but the reason why i even bought it was because my understanding is that the game has been around for three or four years and the yeah. the scenario is that you are the virus or you're controlling yes. the virus and you're trying to wipe out the earth. Yes. But they just introduced a brand new scenario where you're trying to cure the, the planet. And they did that in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic because I understand, I mean, I'm not a game designer, but I can imagine <laughs> how you would feel if your game about wiping out the planet with a disease is becoming extremely popular in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> I, I would also try to uh, create something, uh, build something in so that people could do the opposite. <laughs> I would sleep better at night, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I was thinking, you know, I wonder if you look at net platforms like Netflix and Hulu and things like that, and whether or not they're, they're movies and TV shows that are based on, uh, these kind of scenarios are more or less popular now. And I, I'm imagining less. I'm imagining that the more serious the world gets, the less serious we get in our media. I could be I could be off on this. My theory but, is the opposite right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That I people, think people want to curious. experience something that puts them in, con in connection with it. Yeah, yeah. Even even to a strange extent, I think that there is a, a deep-rooted desire uh, curiosity right it's like yeah. and you even want to learn and even though like maybe the science in contagion is completely wrong but just it feels like research in a way <laughs> and i think that drives a part of it yeah yeah okay yeah but exactly that's again the like the fear of the unknown i also watched the, the movie uh, contagion uh, yeah. yeah two weeks ago yeah. i don't know why it was just you know, <laughs> It was Every there, so yeah, let's watch yeah. that. And everybody's talking about it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I should watch it too. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's actually not a very good movie. And uh, I was going to ask. It wasn't very exciting. Uh, I don't, not very rememberable, but a lot of great actors in it, and the acting was great and all that. But yeah. it's not a movie that I'm not going to remember it in two months. No, it's, it's going to be gone. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> then there was the time during coronavirus, and I watched Contagion. Yeah. But I think you, there's there's like two two groups of people. So some people will definitely not touch it at all, yeah. and then there's the rest of us who's kind of you know coping with it by learning as much as we can. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Do you guys know of any other games that have addressed? It doesn't have to be you know this period of time, but any games that have addressed issues like that that were like crisis oriented games where it's like you're you're dealing with a crisis situation either a the the game itself deals with crisis or b it's dealing with crisis in a way the same way as Candyland was dealing with crisis where you know you're you're using the game for a positive purpose you're trying to help kids cope with polio any other things like that that you guys know of there, not, yeah there is one game i'm uh actually there's two so there's that dragon cancer is is kind of a game it was a family who 
um, their their infant son died of cancer and they created a a game called that dragon cancer to kind of process their own feelings mm-hmm. and it's been it's become a popular it's a digital game it's a popular uh, digital game uh, in conversations like this and there's one game which i believe it was also uh this was designed by a a kid i think he was around 14 for uh, i I could look up the name right now. I'll, I'll I'll look it up and we can maybe put it in the show notes. But he designed it to so he because he felt so helpless because he had cancer, and so so he designed the game um, where you're like in this small spaceship inside the body, killing cancer cells, mm-hmm. and because it empowered him, you know, it, he felt like it was empowering to be able to take some sort of control uh, and be able to fight the the illness uh, in in a way that he understood it, which was through video games. And I'll, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll look it up actually right now. Yeah, but okay. All right. Keep talking though. <laughs> <laughs> I right, love so that. I, I can, while you're finding that, I can I can mention an example, but it's not a game. Uh, it's just a thing was during World War II and I think it was in the UK. Um, so you couldn't get any nice fabric, you know, to, um, to make clothes from. Mm-hmm. So, but... Um, so people started using uh, like the the fabric from I think it was potato sacks or something like that. So <laughs> uh, and they, of course it didn't look very nice. So they the companies who made the potato sacks they started printing like flower patterns and stuff like it on it because they knew people were making clothes out of it. So I think that's a very nice idea. And and that I, is nice. I've, I've been thinking about uh, previously in my life. It's a long time ago. I just I'm only thinking about it now. But it's before I. I started making board games like uh, like I'm doing it now, but um, um, so <clears throat> it's about um, when you ship something to uh, like a refugee camp, it must come with some boxes and some sacks and stuff like that. So I'm thinking, couldn't you put like tic tac toe or something on the box instead of it saying uh, you know all that other stuff, or maybe you can print that on the inside. I'm just thinking about kids; they would make oh, yeah. you know like. Uh, a go-kart from a cardboard box or anything like that so so i don't know if this exists if it does it's very cool and if it doesn't i hope somebody hears it <laughs> they can make yeah, it yeah absolutely so but um that would be like a real world kind of way to integrate games or some kind of fun or useful stuff into a crisis situation that's yeah. great. I love that. Like if you buy soap powders and then you, once you get done with the soap power, you can open it up and you can find a game inside. That would be fantastic. Yeah, exactly. And so especially for countries soap. where you can't maybe go out and buy a game, you know, so you can, right. you can get it like that. Or maybe you can't afford it. Like uh, like cereal boxes that um, sometimes yeah. have uh, exactly, yeah. yeah, things inside or crossword puzzles and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I've always thought about it as being a selling trick, you know, employed by the cereal companies. And now I'm starting to think of it as being a really useful tool to add things to our, to, you know, to the stuff that we consume in order to make it last longer. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, every game is just, you know, paper. So it has the value of paper or cardboard, you know? Then you print something yeah. on it, and suddenly, wow, this is amazing! You know, so why why can't you do that with other stuff than just games? You know? Absolutely. I'm pretty sure the game I was talking about was called Remission. 
Remission. Okay. Yep. Almost there. I think I got the history of it kind of wrong, but uh, <laughs> but it's uh, it's a real game. Okay. And remission in the sense of like making cancer go into remission. Yeah, so yeah. I'm sure that's the wordplay. Uh, yeah. But the oh, yeah, remission. Gives... Okay, I, I get that. Okay. Yeah, I think it's spelled R E dash mission, and then I think it's remission two is the like. The one that like a nonprofit got behind it and and really made it into a, a bigger thing. All right. Well, I think that uh, there's lots of opportunity for people to uh, go out and research these things. I, I have the feeling that we have not even come close to, to hitting the depth of how many games were created in the in in the space of like needing to deal with something during crisis. I can't imagine that. Like if we knew it in in ancient Greek, in ancient Greece, that we needed games to move forward, then that that idea must have moved forward in our lives. And there's probably a number of cultures who have invented games or used games to get through bad situation. Oh, it um, reminds me so much about. Have you seen that movie? I think it's called Life is Beautiful. I was just thinking about Life is Beautiful. Yeah, where this incredibly nice actor uh, i don't know what his real name is but he's such a cool guy uh yeah and he has a son he's a very small uh and um then it's wartime and they have to go through all those hardships and all, all that stuff and he he kind of makes it for his son he tells him those stories and and plays with him so that big tanks that's rolling through town it's it's just a part of some game that they're playing and when he sees there's a real thing he's all excited about it and you know it's just yeah it's a great movie go watch it, <laughs> it is go watch, watch that not, not the, the the virus movie that's, yeah. <laughs> go watch life is beautiful yeah, it's roberto benini and uh yeah that, that, just to give a plug for that movie i've never had a movie touch me the way that movie did mm. i went to the theater and watched it um, and at the end, and I'm not going to tell anybody about the movie, but at the end, during the credits, I just had this spontaneous 30-minute cry. Oh. And uh, I- I'm actually not embarrassed by it because it was that's that's how powerful that movie was in terms of the impact it made on me. It also made me say, I don't want to see that again, even though I think it's one of the best movies ever made. Oh. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, what it, he did a great job of making things different for his son. Like it's just all about the perception of the son, how he made the, the son's perception something completely different. Yeah, and that's how you know thinking about playing or gaming. You know how how you can transform what you're experiencing, or you know put 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 yourself in a yeah, just another world. Even you know, mm-hmm. and, and you can pass that on to other people as well. So that's definitely what, what he did in that movie. And I definitely cried as well. Uh, I can yeah. tell you that. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I've never seen it, so it sounds like I should watch it. Especially yeah, now. Absolutely. <laughs> you should definitely watch this movie. It actually won uh, Best Picture the year yeah. it came out. Yeah. Um, it just goes along with Jane McGonigal's idea that we should we should spend more time playing games rather than less time playing games. <laughs> All right. Well, I've been I've been looking up like uh, other games that did the same thing, um, and I I wanted to specifically find the because I think I mixed up two stories between Remission and and then the boy that I said who created a game for 
for him because when he had uh, actual um, cancer and I think it's related. I think they're related. But then uh, I was I was actually looking through the original Geek Therapy website. Yeah. So uh, and there's many examples like <laughs> of people creating games for uh, very specific uh, medical medical conditions like uh, cystic fibrosis or uh, to help people who were blind. But uh, a few years ago, my my girlfriend she was studying a master's degree. She completed a master's degree in design for social innovation, and there was a, a course called Games for Change, and. Uh, I went in, like I sat in on the course a couple times. I interviewed the professor and he was one of the founders of the Games for Change organization. And so there is a huge movement of people making games uh, to to try to help other people. And unfortunately, they don't they don't always get the attention that they you know, that they, that they could get, you know? <laughs> and, and I think, uh, but, th- but there's, there's a lot out there and, and it's sometimes, you know, I think people are, are, people are working on it and, and, um, like, like you are, Matt. And, and it's, you know, it's something, I don't, I don't know, like, I don't know what's the best platform, right. To apparently Reddit is good, <laughs> even if there are trolls, <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> to share yeah. your work, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's something I've, I've always tried to pay attention to. Well, thanks for sharing that. So, what was the name? Game Game for Change or Gaming for Change? Or? Yeah, it's Games for Change Games is an organization change. Um, yeah. based out of New York City, and they have a festival every year where they feature uh, many different games. And I've 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 been able to attend a couple times, and um, yeah, it's like a, it's a whole movement, you know, and and it's it's fantastic. Sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm going yeah, to check it out, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I doubt it's happening this year, but I definitely would like to get yeah. to that at some point. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, thankfully, you know, digital games are, it's easier to to share. Yeah, you know, true. Um, online. Or, you know, just make your game print and play. You know, we, we have a great example of that here today. Just, just exactly. You know, there, there are no obstacles. <laughs> well, if you don't have a printer, then. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> You you can you can draw your own game. I mean, that's true. You look, there look you at the go. files, and then if you have a, some pens, then you can. That's true. That's yeah. true. <laughs> well, anything you guys would like to say to wrap up? Well, I would just like to say thank you for letting me speak <laughs> on your podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's been very great and very informative for me. So to be on and uh i have a list here i've been making notes so i have a lot of new stuff that i want to uh i want to check out and i'm definitely going to be listening to your podcast uh, going forward and i have something like 50 episodes to catch up on so that's yeah. great <laughs> i'm really looking forward to it what do you know this is how we doing. do it host way we uh we get we get our listeners one at a time. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> Everybody who listens is just people who have been on the show. <laughs> That's one way to build a community. <laughs> well, I'll definitely uh, share this episode with. Uh, we have a big community, so I think we're about is it up to a couple of thousand? Uh, uh, what 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 would you call us? Uh, like amateur designers, or uh, mm-hmm. well, a lot of us are also professionals and some of uh, some of them are also living of making board games but um it's a huge group for a danish community so 2000 yeah. is like a lot so I'll, that is I'll a lot. definitely share it there and uh, i'm thinking you can get a lot of new listeners um, <laughs> yeah 
I'll great. do my best. We also want new friends on Animal Crossing if you're playing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Should we post our friend codes here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it. That's the last thing I wanted to say. Uh, you know, like thank you so much for coming on the show. Also, everybody play Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if people wanted to get in touch with you, Mess, where would they go to? How would they get in touch with you? Well, if you know what board game geek is, then you can find me on there. Uh, you can just search for the game vaccine and you'll find my name posted there as the designer. And there's a system there that you can send me a message through there. So that would be the easiest way to do that. And if you don't have an account there, you can get one. And it's not like a spammy account. They're, they're not sending you any uh, yeah, spam or anything for giving your email. It's uh, completely legit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that would be okay. the best way. Hmm? That's excellent. And you have other games that are coming out that people can check out as well. If they get excited about vaccine and they enjoy your your game design, then they can they can pay attention to White Goblin Games and see other things coming from you in the near future. Yeah, that's, that's one of the companies. There should be a couple of others also releasing my games. They're supposed to be released this year or next year, but with everything happening, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it certainly changed things. Well, thank you so much for your time. It has been fantastic to talk to you. And thank and, you. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what else comes from the creative mind of Best Blue. Thanks. All right, everyone else, uh, you know what to do. Keep on rolling for the cure. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Rolling for Change, a proud member of the Geek Therapy Network. Over at Geek Therapy, you'll find a community of fellow gaming enthusiasts and media fans. If you're staying socially isolated and want to connect with other like-minded folks, go check out geektherapy.com forward slash discord. You can also find a slew of interesting podcasts over at network.geektherapy.com. Our theme music is provided by Rocket Scientists. You can find their music at bandcamp.com forward slash rocket scientists. If you want to contact the gang at Rolling for Change, send us email to gamers at rollingforchange.com. Again, thanks so much for listening and keep on rolling for change.